Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk. First, let me say thank you so much for being a listener. Now, I want to alert you to our shiny new podcast website located at podpage.com. However, you can go directly to the podcast site located at www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. There, you can contact me through email. You can leave a voice message. You can leave a review. You can read an episode blog and frequently learn about the podcast guests. You might also want to suggest podcast topic ideas or even suggest a guest. You can also let me know if you would like to receive our podcast listener logo that you can post on your social media. So I look forward to hearing from you about our new podcast website, www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast and have a great day. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners all across America and around the world. Now, here's the question for you. How can you have your PR team produce its best content and services? Well, my guest today will provide an answer for that. After 20 years of working with in-house PR teams or at PR agencies, she has learned what is needed to get the maximum from your team. So joining me today from New York City is strategic communications and public relations consultant, Barbara Nonas. Barbara, welcome to the podcast again. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Peter. So let's begin with your giving an over a broad overview of your communications background and accomplishments, and then what led you to develop this list of must-haves to have a solid PR team. Sure. Well, as you said, I have about 20 years of experience in public relations and communications. I've worked at PR agencies, both small boutique agencies and larger agencies on everything from lifestyle clients to Fortune 500 companies to doing um, corporate social responsibility for Fortune 500 companies. And I was in-house, head of in-house communications at an ad agency, a large ad agency for 10 years. And now I'm a freelance PR consultant. So you've actually been in the sort of in the trenches and so you understand what's needed. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've had, you know, great experiences and I've had some frustrating ones. So that is what prompted me to put this list together. Well, speaking of that list, why don't we start? Let's take what is your very first recommendation toward uh, having a great team? Well, first of all, two words. Trust and transparency. There has to be open and honest communication between the client and the PR team. The PR team, whether it's an in-house team or you've hired an agency, the team needs to be part of the company's inner circle. They need to be treated as partners and collaborators. 
if you are using an outside agency, they need to be an extension of your team. Because the more the PR team knows, the more they can help you. Mm-hmm. You know, whether seizing an opportunity or stopping a crisis before it blows up. Trust and transparency are really the overall most important elements. But starting from the beginning, you need to agree on what you want to achieve. What mm-hmm. does the company want to achieve? Is it media coverage, brand awareness? positioning the leaders as experts? Do you want to increase your social media engagement or your and or your website traffic? Do you want to attract new employees and make sure you're keeping the ones that you have? Those are just, you know, some of the things that can, success can look like. And the company and the PR team need to agree from the get-go what the company is looking for. It could be all of the things I listed, or it could be just one or two or a few. And then it's also important to agree, well, how are we going to measure success? Mm-hmm. What is success like? Is it how much media coverage you get? Is it how many more LinkedIn followers you get? How much more LinkedIn engagement you get on your LinkedIn page? So all those things are important. Okay. Another one, again, to do at the beginning is to set expectations with the PR team. Let them know what your timelines are and be very clear about the deliverables that you're expecting. You know, what do you want to know and when do you want to know it? Keep the team informed. And, and what does that look like? That could mean being in regular communication with the CEO and key leaders, you know, in weekly meetings. It could be even a daily touch base, whatever whatever it is that will really keep the team, the PR team, informed on what's happening with the company, good and or bad. Mm-hmm. Now, that one I certainly agree with because I've had experiences where if you, well, why don't you tell me this in advance? So, you know, those sort of situations that can upset a schedule or cause other sort of complications if that kind of communications is not agreed upon and or done uh, as expected so that everybody knows what everybody else is doing or, as I say, that we're all on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. When I was working um, in-house as the head of communications for an ad, ad agency, one of the most frustrating things for my team and I would, that we would hear is, hearing from a creative, for example, we have an amazing campaign launching tomorrow. Well, that's, that's too late. Reporters want, about, want to know about news before it breaks, not mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. And reporters have time to write their stories to get the best outcome. You want to give the reporter a lot of time to prepare. You want to give them as much information as possible. Are there images you can provide? Are there statistics and facts that will back up uh, what you're trying to say. A reporter, if a campaign breaks, for example, and it's already on TV or on websites, a reporter doesn't want to cover it when it's out already. They want news. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I forget there's a term for that, for embargo, that uh, on occasion, something like sometimes you can embargo something, and, and, and most great reporters are going to honor that because... You know, they're getting uh, just what you said. They're getting the story in advance, 
and uh, they can publish it the day of as, as scheduled. Yes, definitely. That's definitely a good way to go. It has to be, as you said, with a reporter that you trust and that you know isn't going to isn't going to not pay attention to the embargo, but will honor the embargo. And usually I would give that embargoed information to just one reporter so that they could break the story. Mm-hmm. And then once that story is out, give the information to other reporters. And, you know, that's another way of building up relationships, too, is that uh, you trust them enough to do, you know, to honor the embargo. And from time to time, you can spread it around from uh, one uh, uh, source uh, or place this time and someone else gets it the next time so that everybody or nobody feels left out, so to speak, as as long as it's the appropriate reporter for the, the appropriate topic. Yes, absolutely. And that leads to another element that I think is so important, which is to trust the judgment of the PR team. I've had clients, sometimes they'll be really excited about something they're doing and they want to get press coverage, but often that's just exciting to the people within the company. Mm-hmm. It might, if it's not, as I said, newsworthy, if it's not a first, a best, or an only, reporters aren't going to be interested. Mm-hmm. And you also don't want your team wasting their time pitching a story that isn't going to get any press coverage. And like you said, you also want to preserve the relationship that PR folks have with reporters. If I sent a story kind of, you know, not that's not good, that's not newsworthy, that's not a first, best, or only, to one of my contacts at, you know, the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times, that's going to diminish my relationship with them. And they might think to themselves, why why is she sending me this? This is not relevant. This is not interesting. And so it's really important to trust the judgment of of the PR team. Hopefully you've done your due diligence and you've hired a great PR team, whether it's in house or an agency. And so you should trust them. And another thing that a company might think, and this has happened to me as well, they might think that something they're doing is not interesting and they're just setting it kind of aside. But I have seen like, wait a minute, that's a great story. We should definitely go forward with that. Mm-hmm. So again, trusting that, trusting the, um, trusting the judgment. And you know, if you can't get press coverage, there are always other ways to go. You can put it on your social media pages. You can, Yeah, Yeah, you can put it on your media pages, you can send it to clients. There are other ways besides press coverage to get the news out. Mm -hmm. Let me just add to uh, something you said about in terms of uh, trusting reporters. Uh, When I was in Congress, I worked as a press secretary in Congress, and one of the, I guess, most educating experiences that I had in terms of working with reporters was New York reporters because they're about business. Uh, they're not there to find out that your member of Congress is playing softball with somebody else. That, that's not what they're there for. They want to make sure that this is a solid, meaningful story. And once you learn that and what they're looking for and how to get it to them and when to get it to them, that goes a long way in terms of your, your future, your knowledge, and your, and your credibility that uh, you can present something, that, as you said, that's newsworthy because that's what 
uh, at least my experience with those people in New York and and others too. I've done with the Washington Post in Dallas and some of the majors. That's exactly what they're looking for. So if you're a novice PR person, don't go to the pros with something lightweight and uh, it really has no major relevance. Yes, that's definitely true. And it's important to follow and read the stories of the reporters that you're going to be sending information to because you want to make sure that you're sending them something that they would be interested in. You know, mm-hmm. if they tr- if they cover, for example, travel and you send them something about fashion, you know, th- that's not their beat and they're not going to be interested. So it's, it's important to, to know what kind of stories the reporter likes to cover. And, you know, help them when you can, because as I said, I um, once you develop relationships, they can help you over a hump a lot of times as well, you know, because they know they can depend on you and, and what you're going to give them is solid. So those kind of relationships, as you said, uh, you know, trust their judgment and they trust yours that you've developed that relationship. That's something that uh, any and all PR people need to, if they haven't done so already, need to fully understand and appreciate. Oh, absolutely. That's what I always set out to do, which is to become a trusted source for reporters. And having been a reporter in broadcast journalism early in my career, I know it taught me what makes a story and also what a reporter needs Mm -hmm. and that that's what you should be giving them as a as a PR professional. Mm-hmm. What is the next on your list of things that PR teams, uh, folks should know about having a good PR team? That um, it's important for the client. So I, when I say client, I'm thinking of a company that either has a in-house PR team or has hired a PR team. And what the what the company needs to keep in mind is that reporters have deadlines. And if it takes your team too long to respond, you can lose the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And this I found a lot with large corporations that sometimes they want to go back and forth with legal and get all the dot all the I's, which I understand. But then the company also needs to understand that if it takes too long, to get back to the reporter, you might lose the the opportunity. That's why, ideally, the PR team should get all the information, as much as information as they can up front, so that they be ready to answer the reporter. Mm-hmm. So you know, and I think those kinds of conversations need to be had in advance. Uh, once you're coming on board with a with a new uh, client to understand here's how we operate and here's why it's important and if it's not done this way it may not happen at all uh, so that they're not looking at you because you didn't get the story placed without understanding that well we couldn't place it because you didn't give it to us in a timely fashion as we had advised you you need to so I think those conversations definitely need to take place early and often yes well that's true for for all of the tips that that we've discussed Mm mm-hmm you know, first, with between the client and the PR team, there needs to be trust and transparency. The team needs to, the client needs to understand that your PR team needs to be informed about everything because what we as PR professionals don't know, we can't promote and we can't uh, stop a crisis from, from blowing up. And there needs to be an agreement on what you want to achieve 
on what the expectations are and being responsive, understanding that reporters have deadlines mm-hmm. and trusting the judge of the of the PR team. Well, there's no question about it. I mean, this is solid information. Have we covered all of those areas that you think that need to be incorporated in having a good, solid PR team? Yes. Yes, I think we have. And again, just to reiterate, this is how a company can get the best use out of their PR team. Mm-hmm. Well, let me say thank you so very, very much, Barbara, just uh, that you provided this sort of valuable information that I think even some senior PR people as well as uh, beginners certainly need to know. And do you have any, let's say, closing advice for our listeners? Oh, that's a good question. I think I will go back to what I said in the beginning, that it's a two-way street with trust and, and transparency. There has to be honest communication between the client and the PR team, and that goes both ways. The client needs to set their expectations and make sure the PR team is informed, and the PR team needs to feel comfortable enough to say, this is not a story, or you need to get me this information sooner. Well, let's again introduce my uh, guest, uh, Barbara Nonis, a strategic communications and public relations consultant, for providing us this very, very needed information. And Barbara, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. I'm I'm glad we were able to have you on. And to my listeners, thank you for listening. And please, if you have some ideas for a show, give us a call and let us know. And please, once again, share this with your friends and listen again to the next edition of the Public Relations Review Podcast. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Peter Woolfolk speaking. Now, first of all, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Now, I am very excited to let you know that the podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. You know the drill. Simply say, Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast, and she'll take it from there. And again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the program, please become a subscriber. Now, on to the podcast.